Hello, I am Brother Chris and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we focus on the topic perfection, based on our reading of 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16 to 19. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of scripture. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses upon them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. We serve an awesome God who continues to do everything in our power to make sure that we have all the necessary information required to make sure that we are ready to meet Jesus in the air at his second coming. Today, God is reminding us through the writings of the Apostle Paul that in order for us to make it to heaven, we have to become like Jesus. In other words, we have to live like Jesus now in order for us to have a home in the earth made new. We need to get rid of this carnal nature that we inherited from our fallen parents, Adam and Eve, and put on the righteousness of Christ. We need to develop the mind of Christ and become perfect even as our Father in heaven is perfect. It is so interesting that many of us would not believe what the scriptures say about perfection. Instead of taking God as his word that he can change our heart from a stony selfish one to a fleshy unselfish one, we continue to lean onto our own understanding of what we believe God expects of us. And even though the Bible has recorded the lives of two men, Enoch and Elijah, who were translated to heaven, we still don't believe that it is possible to attain to the perfection that is required to make it to heaven. Even though God resurrected Moses and took him to heaven, we still have problems accepting the fact that God expects perfection from us while we are on this earth before we can enter into heaven. There are some of us who feel that we are unable to overcome sin in the flesh, but this is a life from the pit of hell. When Jesus came to the earth, he spent 33 plus years showing us how, as human beings, we can become perfect even as our Father in heaven is perfect. And even though we call ourselves Christians, we don't believe that we can attain to the perfection that Jesus had while he walked on this earth as 100% human being. Today, God wants us to understand through the writings of Paul that we must be living in Christ if we intend to walk the streets of gold and sit around the welcome table in heaven. Let us focus our attention for a few minutes on 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 16 to 19. This is what the word of the Lord said. Wherefore, henceforth, Know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. In this section of the chapter, Paul identifies two things that we are required to do in order to be able to live in Christ. These two things will enable us to become like Christ in our words, our thoughts, and our actions. In order to live in Christ, we have to experience reconciliation and regeneration. Matthew Henry, in commenting on this passage of scripture, made the following statement. One, regeneration, which consists of two things, namely, A, weanedness from the world. Henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. We do not know nor affect any person or thing in this world for carnal ends and outward advantage. We are enabled by divine grace not to mind nor regard this world, nor the things of this world, but to live above it. The love of Christ in our heart and the world is under our feet. Note, good Christians may enjoy the comforts of this life and their relation in this world with a holy indifference. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet, says the apostle, we know him no more. It is questioned whether Paul had seen Christ in the flesh. However, the rest of the apostles had, and so might some among those he was now writing to. However, he would not have them value themselves upon that account. For even the bodily presence of Christ is not to be desired nor dotted upon by his disciples. You must live upon the spiritual presence and comfort it offers. Note, those who make images of God and use them in their worship do not take the way that God has appointed for strengthening their faith and quickening their affections. For it is the will of God that we should know Christ anymore after the flesh. B. A thorough change of the heart. For if any man be in Christ, if any man be a Christian indeed, and will approve himself such, he is or he must be a new creature. Verse 17. Some read it. Let him be a new creature. This ought to be the care of all who profess the Christian faith that they be new creatures, not only that they have a new name and wear a new livery, but that they have a new heart and a new nature. And so great is the change the grace of God makes in the soul that at, at, at it follows, all things are passed away, all thoughts, all principles, and all practices are passed away. And all these things must become new. Note, regenerating grace creates a new world in the soul. All things are new. The renewed man acts from new principles, by new rules, with new ends, 
and a new company. Number two, reconciliation, which is here spoken of under a double notion. A, as an unquestionable privilege, verses 18 and 19. Reconciliation supersupposes a quarrel or a breach of friendship. And sin has made a breach. It has broken the friendship between God and man. The heart of the sinner is filled with enmity against God. And God is justly offended with the sinner. Yet, behold, there be a reconciliation. The offending majesty of heaven is willing to be reconciled. And observe. A. He has appointed the mediator of reconciliation. He has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Verse 18. God is to be owned from first to last in undertaking and performance of the mediator. All things relating to our reconciliation by Jesus Christ are of God, who by the mediation of Christ have reconciled the world to himself and put himself into a capacity of being actually reconciled to offenders without any wrong or injury to his justice or holiness and does not impute to men their trespasses but recedes from the rigor of the first covenant which was broken and does not insist upon the advantage he must justly take against us for the breach of that covenant but is willing to enter into a new treaty and into a new covenant of grace and according to the tenure thereof truly and freely to forgive us all our sins and justly freely by his grace all those who believe B. he has appointed the ministry of reconciliation verse 18 by the inspiration of God, the scriptures were written, which contained the words of reconciliation, showing us that peace was made by the blood of the cross, that reconciliation is wrought, and directing us how we may be interested therein. And he has said, and he has said, and appointed the office of ministry, which is a ministry of reconciliation ministers are to open and proclaim to the sinners the terms of mercy and reconciliation and persuade them to comply therein end of quote here we see God reminding us through regeneration and reconciliation we can attain to the point of becoming perfect even as our father in heaven is perfect it is important for us to understand that the regeneration and reconciliation that is required for us to attain to the perfection does not come from our efforts. These are gifts we receive from God once we surrender every single area of our lives to the total control of the Holy Spirit and allow God to change our hearts as we accept this change by faith. I pray that we will continue to give God a chance to complete his work of regeneration and reconciliation in our hearts so that we will become perfect even as our Father in heaven 
is perfect. Or eternity. Or eternity. Or eternal destiny in heaven is dependent on this work being done in our lives. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this powerful word. The reminder that you need to work on our hearts. Make changes in our lives so that we can experience regeneration and reconciliation. Lord, we thank you for the reminder that we can become perfect even as our Father in heaven is perfect. Once we put our hands in your hand, allow you to lead, you will make us perfect even as our Father in heaven is is perfect. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing and your mercy upon us, we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.